The Pro Act Know How. Hi, this is Pro Act Sam. Welcome to this live webinar. Um, we're looking today at when residency becomes a tax residency uh, for, for expats. We're, we're in the middle of a, a, a residency series, which you can follow on up by subscribing to our YouTube channel here for living and working abroad. Where we're looking at a residency issue and, and more, more ostensibly when residence becomes a tax residence. That's what we're looking at today. So we, we understand that we can stay in a country and in many countries we can stay visa free for a period of time. Um, and uh, that it will at some point become tax residency. So tax residency starts uh, at one, eight, three days. Um, and, and, and that becomes a key. And we've been taking a deeper dive into 2023. The EU Schengen Zone uh, is uh, being adopting an electronic travel authority system, the ETS, that will come into force uh, throughout the, not just the EU, but also the EEA. And, and that will uh, uh, effectively allow uh, governments across border to limit people to the Schengen short stay rule, which is 90 days in 180. Uh, so we're going to look at today more about what that 90 day rule is in an international perspective and also uh, what uh, the, the implications are with, with Schengen, as well as uh, looking at some options around the world, looking at different places outside the EU. What does it take to be a tax resident? Well, we've got a download available on our website. I've got a copy of it behind me. When, when, when um, a tax residency is being determined, what the tax office uh, of the country that is making the assessment is looking at is where your permanent home My... Um, Wi-Fi went awry there, so sorry about that. Um, it, it, hopefully we, we're very smooth. So what we're saying is that tax residency is um, dependent upon you having a permanent home in that location, which means that you need to, need to be able to stay for, for effectively for a full year. The second thing is, is, is what about your vital interests? Where is your wealth coming from? So if you're working, if you're living and working, abroad so where is that work done so you might try to claim that you're living in monaco uh, to not pay tax uh, but if all the work is being done in another country the country can hold you to account to pay tax in, in that location but what is your lifestyle as well uh, creating an offshore uh, company or a nomad lifestyle uh, gives rise to a pattern so where are you based most of the time are you in one country more than one eight three days and hence a tax resident in that country. And finally, if the tax officers that are looking at that can't make a decision on any of those rules, they'll look at your nationality. So if you're a UK expat living and working abroad, you're a UK domiciled, that will be your default tax residency if you're not resident somewhere else. So a nomad, whether they're German, French, British, uh, or any other jurisdiction, will need to have uh, a, a tax facility somewhere else with a double taxation treaty in order to enjoy um, a, a, a tax residency in that other country. Otherwise, their home country becomes the default tax status. 
And some countries like Germany, very hard to let people go. Other countries will let people go as tax residents more easily, but they will keep a record, check up, and an expat could find themselves going home after 5, 10, 15 years abroad uh, to a large tax bill. Pope Partnership can help you with that, give you advice and guidance. We've got our residency series if you subscribe to our YouTube channel here or contact us at ProtePartnership.com. Well, our website uh, looks uh, uh, for help and guidance for expats living and working abroad, across border, as, as well as down generations. So let, let's have a look at a bit more detail now uh, about what residency means in the EU Schengen zone. So in the EU Schengen zone, they've encapsulated within a legal framework the short stay rules. Under international law, a 90-day trip to any country is, is ostensibly allowed without visa travel. Now, some countries still require a visa before, before that 90 days, but generally, uh, 90 days travel without a, a formal visa stamp is allowed to most countries around the world. In the, in the EU Schengen zone, that's formalised in a four tax uh, uh, security so that you can only spend 90 days in 180 days in, in that country. Uh, now, the EU Schengen zone is, is the EU countries, including Croatia now from the start of 2023, uh, but not including Ireland, Bulgaria and Romania and Cyprus. Bulgaria, Romania and Cyprus have applied to join, but they're not members yet. It may be this year, it may be next year. With the introduction of the Electronic Travel Authority, there's a clear deadline that would help the EU's process to get them in the Schengen zone by at the time of the Electronic Travel Authorities introduced in 2023. Ireland have not applied to join that, and so there's some slightly different rules uh, looking at Ireland, and we'll compare those later in this talk. Um, if you're an EU citizen uh, travelling around the Schengen zone, you don't need a visa, uh, and you're not bound within the EU uh, countries within the EU uh, to the 90 in 180 day rules. So an EU citizen has got freedom of movement with, uh, uh, without a passport throughout the EU and can stay more than 90 days in 180 in any, in any of those countries. EEA country, uh, citizens um, have, have got that freedom but there's, uh, to travel, but they're constrained to the 90 in 180 days within those EU Schengen zone uh, countries. So something to bear in mind there, there's a distinct difference on that. Looking at Ireland, Ireland is a member of the EU, uh, but it's, got, it's not a member of the Schengen zone, it hasn't applied to join, but it generally applies EU rules on resident permits where you can stay for 90 days. If you want to stay for longer than 90 days, you can do, uh, but you have to apply for a residency permit to do that. So it's fairly easy to get one for um, a, a, a more than 90 days, up to 12 months uh, in, in Ireland, and you can apply for that, but you need to apply for it before you get there, because they do use the, the short stay rules, uh, which are within the EU framework, which makes uh, uh, Cyprus quite distinct. 
the Schengen zone rules make it very difficult for you to become a tax resident, but it makes you very difficult if you're working to stay longer periods in one country. Uh, it doesn't mean to say that you can't have uh, two homes in two countries and spend 90 days in Spain and then 90 days in Portugal, 90 days in Greece and then 90 days in, in, in France. So these things are possible um, if, if you've got that dynamic. Let's have a look at some countries where you've actually got the freedom of movement to stay in it for 180 days. If you stay 180 days in a country, you can be resident, but not tax resident. But that depends upon what your visa requirements are. If you want to stay more than 90 days, not all countries allow that. Uh, but if you consider Panama and Mexico, uh, those are two countries where you can enter the country and stay up to 180 days without a need for any permit or residency visa. Uh, Colombia is the same. Uh, and for for, for uh, 90 days, as is Ecuador, um, but they don't apply restrictions in the 90, in 180. So if you're in Ecuador, Panama or Colombia, you can cross the border uh, just for a day or more um, uh, into the next country, um, uh, you know, across uh, from Ecuador to Colombia, for example, to stay for 180 days, uh, to, to spend a six month period in that place. Um, but beyond that, you then becoming to get involved in, in tax residency. Um, countries like Hong Kong, you can stay for 180 days without an entry visa, without a residency permit. So will they, they will let you in visa-free to stay up. The UK is, is not the same as that it, it, it in the past, but uh, that, that is And if you want to stay more than 90 days in the UK, apply uh, for permission to stay up to 12 months. So that's a resident permit to stay, not a visa, uh, and it's generally freely available. So if you want to stay more than 90 days, and you can do that once you're in the UK, but you can extend your stay beyond 90 days. Um, with Cyprus, Cyprus is not in the Schengen zone, but it is in the EU. So like, like Ireland, it applies the, the EU principles uh, that once you've been in the country for 90 days, you should apply for a residency permit. Um, the interesting thing about Cyprus is that the residency permit involves a face-to-face -face interview. It's not all online. And um, it might take three to six months to get that sorted out. Uh, but as long as you've applied for that, you can then remain resident for the six months or, or beyond. But you can't become a tax resident until you've got a, a permanent uh, a permission to stay in any country. Uh, when you go to a country uh, in Indonesia, um, they uh, you, you need a you can have a single uh, visitor visa for a period of 60 to 180 days uh, to go and stay in, uh, in, in Indonesia as any sort of visitor visa is, is what's available. If you want to stay longer in Indonesia, then you would have to have a sponsor for that. And, and, with, spot, and with, with residency visas, it's often the case that you need to have uh, a local sponsor or uh, uh, which could be an employer uh, a family member or, or, or some of the work related activity.
let's now look briefly at some 90-day countries where you don't have uh, a great deal of uh, issues. Um, and then I'll come back to a question that we, we've just been asked. Um, so as I mentioned before, with Ecuador and Colombia, it, you can freely enter the country without a visa uh, without for the 90-day stay, but it, it, it's simple, without restriction, to be able to cross a border and come back again within a day or two uh, to extend your stay to the 80 days. Uh, visiting a country like the Seychelles, again, you can visit it for 90 days, but they, they won't uh, impose any restrictions beyond that um, and, and to, to restrict you when you're going out. But if you do maintain your residency beyond six months, then you're beginning to become a, a tax resident. Uh, Malaysia as well, you can have multiple visits and multiple stays uh, on the 90-day period. Um, but bearing in mind that you can't do this with, with, with the EU Schengen zone. So in countries like uh, Malaysia, um, you, you can visit and leave and come back for multiple 90-day stays without restriction. In the Schengen zone, in the EU, it's 90 days and 180, which is measured at the, at the border with the passport checks and uh, with penalties available, which might stop future entry into the country or, or an on-the-spot fine for that. So um, uh, consider that. Um, your ties to a country, for what we're talking about here, we're talking about residency, um, uh, short-term residency, and uh, longer-term residency isn't an issue. If you're a citizen already or a national, then you know, you've already got a right of entry into that country. So we're talking about people that are entering into the EU or entering into a country that are not from that country or from that block of countries. Uh, and then the 90-day the or, or the residency rules and the residency permits uh, be, become more significant. Uh, to become uh, a tax resident, like we said, you need to have a permanent residency so that the short stay uh, is allowed without you becoming a permanent resident. So you can't be held to be a tax resident. But if you do that, then your nationality will dictate um, where your tax resident is. So if you're a nomad that, that's living and working abroad or you've overseas property and you use it for long-term stays in another jurisdiction, you have restrictions on the time you can spend. Uh, one solution might be a residency permit uh, to come and go uh, for longer periods of time. Another solution might be to get a resident permit and tax residency in, in that jurisdiction. The best place for your tax residency depends upon where your income is coming from as well. Um, but if you want to relocate and be an expat and, and enjoy a lower rate of tax on your business or savings, you can contact us at productpartnership.com to give you that, that extra advice. Thanks very much for listening. We'll see you next time. The ProAct Know-How, brought to you by ProAct.